right. Hello, hello, and welcome to Creativity with DA3 Podcast. Um, this is Patrick. Patrick Foley is an awesome 3D artist and designer and sculptor. Um, he has some pretty awesome work on Instagram. You should definitely check him out. But Patrick, can you please give me like a little introduction? Who who are you? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Definitely appreciate it. Um, so it, it's kind of crazy. The uh, the 3D stuff, you know, that I'm here that I'm here for is actually not like my main gig at all. And people on this account uh, know me as like this 3D guy who does like a bunch of abstract stuff. Um, but for the people who know me like in person, I'm like film guy. So I just graduated from film school. Um, I do a lot of like directing and DPing, director of photography for like commercials, music videos and stuff out here in Atlanta. Um, and this 3D thing, uh, I started doing kind of sophomore year college. Uh, and the school I went to, Savannah College of Art and Design in the Atlanta campus, had access to this program called Cinema 4D. I pretty much just like locked myself in this computer lab with this program. And once a day, I would come in there, maybe two to three hours, uh, bump out like some random render that was awful. Um, by the way, and even though there, it, at the time it was good to me, so I was posting, you know, one a day on Instagram and stuff. That's the only outlet I really saw for it at that point. Mm -hmm. And started using hashtags and stuff, and did it from there. Wow! So I had no idea that you went to film school. That's uh, that's um, really cool. <laughs> I never actually took motion media classes at Scott at all. Nothing. So the stuff that we've seen on your Instagram with the abstract art, that's yeah. all self-taught. Right. Yeah, I'd say most of it's self-taught, you know, testing stuff out. Of course, a ton of videos that I've seen on or, uh, YouTube um, and even tutorials by like uh, Nick Campbell from Grayscale Gorilla uh, and Chris Schmidt and them. Those guys really helped. And the one thing I saw about like the motion media community that's way different than any other community, you know, I've even been a part of is everyone's just so generous to give out info. Like it's not at all like a Oh, I'm better than you. Like, I know all this stuff. I'm going to keep it to myself. I know, like, even the film industry can be a bit more um, cutthroat and stuff like that uh, amongst, you know, a ton of other creative industries. But this was just crazy. And I don't know. I, I still don't know why that is. But I, I try to get back as much as I can. Um, I'm still working on a couple of tutorials to put on YouTube and stuff as we speak. So, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've, I noticed that you started to Skillshare recently. So can you, can you tell us a little bit about like what is Skillshare and why are you, why are you putting your content on that platform? So uh, one of my friends, his name is actually Joash. He, he's a Skillshare artist. He actually does. That's definitely not his main gig. Uh, he works out in LA now. I think he may even be moving to New York. Could be wrong, but uh, he went to SCAD. He graduated. He was actually in motion media. And he's like a really awesome, like 2D motion media artist kind of deal. And I'll say even much more skilled than I am doing this by far. And, and like, that was his major. So he, he got some internships and jobs out in LA and stuff. He's been all over the place. And he actually started doing the Skillshare thing way before me. And he was like, Hey, you should like do this stuff. I mean, you got somewhat of a following on Instagram and I know like, you know, teachers with decent success. Uh, come with a little bit of a following I was like oh sweet I'll check it out because um, up until that point it was really just kind of a hobby thing and I was like you know I mean I, maybe I could be maybe I could uh, kind of harness this kind of stuff a little bit lucratively especially in a world where like most of my work is freelance so it'd be nice to get like a monthly kind of pay people would always ask if there was a way I could like you know like one-on-one -on -one tutor them and there's not really a way I've seen feasible so far uh, so the closest thing so far to that is like doing these videos on Skillshare, the classes where they can submit to me their project and actually get a little bit of one-on-one uh, -on -one feedback to them. You produce a lot of content. Uh, yeah. I see it, you know, daily. 
And one question I was going to ask you was like, how do you know when a project is finished? When it is, when is it done? Honestly, uh, and that's the other thing. I would say 85% of the time, I'm just kind of winging it, especially for the daily work. Like that's, that's kind of the beauty of those things. Like if it's like a contracted freelance work, like I know the end product pretty much. I'm like, okay, here, this is generally what I'm supposed to be making. You know, I can mess around with the texture and everything. But this stuff, I'll just start with a shape or I'll just start with a, uh, like a blob or some kind of simulation and X particles and just go from there. Like I won't even know what the texture will be. I won't even know what the model will be. Um, which is, I feel like a lot of times how you can grow as an artist in general, figure out new techniques and use them later in like a freelance project and be like, yeah, I, I knew I was going to do that, you know? So I think it works. <laughs> nice. Um, so I know you mentioned like Beeple and, um, and Hoodass. Uh, would you say there's any other artists that inspire you? Uh, as far as like the 3D stuff, um, I've seen really for me, it's more about following certain channels like the motion designers community or even things like Photoshop. They'll even post uh, 3D artists as well. Like I've been featured a few times by uh, like Adobe and Photoshop on their part. And uh, like I'll see some of the comments like, wait, this wasn't made in Photoshop. What is going on here? But uh, actually everything I do make as far as stills are edited in post in Photoshop. Um, and whether I add like dust or overlay scratches and color them. So I do definitely use Photoshop for these, uh, these renders as well. But no, I think Instagram and like Pinterest and all this stuff is like perfect for finding new artists. Yeah. Would you say, um, uh, what's like the, like your more most important artist tool? Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, obviously cinema 40, that's the, uh, actually the first program I ever tried messing with was blender. Like back when I was in like, high school. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was like, I don't know, maybe like a week. And I was like, this is too crazy. And I don't know if it's because I was younger or if I didn't have the hardware um, to bump them out fast enough. But I was like, this is maybe later. Um, I got school to work on. But I came back and, you know, Cinema 40 was there at SCAD and started using it. It was very intuitive, I thought. And that's another reason. I've heard Cinema 40 is very intuitive as far as the interface and um, especially coming from other programs such as Maya. Uh, but I would say definitely Cinema 4D is obviously the main program, and then other things like X Particles that I'll use to make more like, gym, like uh, what do you call it, organic simulations and wobby stuff. Nice, very nice. Um, I was gonna say uh, when it comes to um, you know your videography work and freelance, um, wh- what is it, what is it like freelancing, and uh, what are the what are some pros and some cons? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> So it's, I've been out of college for, I want to say four months now. Got out in June. What is that? June, July. Yeah, around four or five months. Um, Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. you. (laughs) Appreciate it. Uh, And I think it's definitely a big, you know, everyone who's even considering going freelance, everyone's got that like, oh, dude, that's like the scariest thing because you never, you don't know when your next paycheck is going to be. And I think the majority of that is actually, you know, it's true. Um, in a certain sense, but I, I mean, luckily I've not had that, you know, down living paycheck to paycheck moment, at least not yet, you know, knock on wood. But, um, I think a big reason for that in my case is because I've dabbled in a bunch of random industries, um, you know, film, uh, the 3d stuff, you know, whether I'm doing contracted work or the Skillshare stuff, which is monthly. I think if you're going to make it as a freelancer, unless you are just like, you know, famous and you're getting work out the ass doing stuff in one industry. 
uh, I think it's definitely necessary to have multiple outlets, like side hustles, um, which is crazy because the 3D thing went from like a side hustle to like kind of a, it's, it's went from like film, here's this film 3D, and now it's kind of like this. So it's like 3D and film is almost like equal now. It's it's crazy. So Wow, that's yeah, awesome. It's ridiculous. And it's something I didn't even like major for. So anytime I'm like, yeah, SCAD was a waste. I can never really say that because even though I didn't learn 740, at SCAD, they gave me the, you know, the outlet to be able to make this stuff. So stuff like that, um, the music stuff, I, I do a bunch of music as well. Uh, yeah, a little bit of everything, man. So it's, it's been good. Wow. So, I mean, if you have like your, I'm a big fan of that model of having like your your arms in different industries all at oh, once. Right. Like, so I'm hearing music, I'm hearing film and 3D. Mm-hmm. Um, so SCAD, uh, what, is the, what is the acronym for? Is it, what school so, is it? So it's Savannah College of Art and Design. Uh, over there, we say sleep comes after death. That is kind of the slogan we, as the students say. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're pretty crazy with the work, um, which I mean, a lot a lot of students I've heard they go into the industry after whatever their industry is, and they're actually relieved. Like it's not like oh man, this is crazy. Like because SCAD just piles of stuff on. Like a lot of people I know just don't sleep when they're SCAD. I w- I don't I don't know if it's a film thing or. Um, because I, I started doing film long before I went to SCAD. So I, I, I was able to get eight hours a night usually. So it, it, it was pretty nice. Yeah, so a lot of people, it's 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 pretty rigorous school. It's pretty uh, renowned school, I'd say, in the South. Would you recommend um, artists and filmmakers and creatives to go there? So that's, I, I do get asked every now and then, like, whether they should go to SCAD or not. Or people who are attempting to maybe go freelance from the gut or not go to school at all. I would say if you were going to go for film, let's say, uh, and just get good grades, pass the courses, you know, get your GPA up and graduate, I would I would actually say no. Um, probably not because the biggest things I got out of SCAD and the reason why I have, you know, some incoming work now, because of the people I met, because of the shoots I was on, like outside of school. So, you know, a lot of people try to, and I don't know if it's probably the same in 3D and other industries but a lot of people try to do the one-man band thing shoot edit do the sound all that stuff because they have full control of everything mm-hmm. but uh the flip side is if you kind of go your whole way without networking at all you're not going to be hit up by a bunch of people who because now when i have shoots when i have clients hit me up for uh productions you know i have a main producer that i hit up to you know logistically put it all together i got gaffers the lighting guys to to hit up um, people who work at rental houses, all this stuff. So uh, I would say if you're going to go all out outside of outside of class and do above and beyond uh, network and all that, yes, for sure. What if you just want to go to school and, and, you, and you feel too shy to go out and explore? Is um, Would you still recommend school for those people or, or not recommend it for them? I would, I mean, I would say if you're shy to the point where, you know, you may not be able to flourish on your own, um, and you need four years to maybe grow a little bit. By the way, SCAD is a four-year program. It's not like a, a two-year, three-year. So, you know, maybe I would if you need some structure to your life um, and you got the guap for it, for sure. Um, I, I know it helped me because literally the stuff, like the 3D stuff, it was not one of my classes or workload ever, but, you know, right. took advantage of some of the stuff they had. So um, I, I know you probably like doing all of these things, but would you say there's any uh element of the work that you do that you enjoy more like do you like music production or videography or cg or is it equal spread out i would say it's literally 
um and i'm still surprised this it's like a few weeks like one month i'll be like yeah i feel like i've been doing a lot of 3d stuff i'm kind of getting uh i kind of need something new so i'll jump back in i'll get like a music video gig or something like that and then be really into the video stuff um and be grinding in that realm um and you know obviously i still got to keep up with the dailies and stuff but uh i think it's i think it definitely helps to have like a fresh change and me being able to kind of jump across from different industries and like the last line of defense i do is like make beats and stuff like with my boys when they come over like like hip-hop beats or whatever uh so that's pretty fun um yeah what um what kind of music do you listen to music pretty much everything except country and i'm living in the south right now i can't i can't get down with country unless it's like a uh unless it's like country infused pop to be honest like pretty much everything a lot of hip-hop a lot of rap and a lot of uh pop stuff yeah do you listen to um to all those genres while you're doing your dailies yeah i do uh randomly i was listening to travis scott for a while uh when that new album came out came out um but actually the most uh most prevalent music i listen to while making this stuff is like lo-fi and like chill hop stuff because it's like really chill it's got a beat um but it's also like background music so it's easy to edit too um that by far when i stumbled upon that i always knew that it was like a genre i didn't know what it was called till recently and i just like loaded up on all these tracks so that's definitely definitely helpful for editing yeah lo i feel like lo-fi is so important right now for the oh, cg nice. community <laughs> so good um i was gonna say uh you know and it sounds like you started making your cg art um in college did you ever and then maybe briefly have you always been interested in it or was it only like recently that you're like oh last four years you're interested uh, so i think i uh i got really interested in sophomore year college that's when i actually figured out i think scat had the program and i was like oh damn uh because i guess motion media i guess motion media design is the uh what do you call it the the major at SCAD to do that stuff. And uh, so I was a sophomore year SCAD. I got real into it. And what's crazy was, I think it was like a year nonstop of posting once a day or once every two days or whatever, um, putting a ton of hours into it. And so 365 days, maybe I got like a thousand followers, 1500. And I was like, dope. That is awesome. Uh, like that was, you know, quickly approaching like, the highest because I, I i do manage a few other accounts like my personal and like the production company and stuff so i was like this is crazy i gotta keep doing this um and then the next year i think like a twelve thousand added to that so like way like 12 fold what increased uh so it was like snowballing so i was like okay well i can't stop this is going this is going crazy and i was still in school and i think at this point i was like a senior now and then a year after that i think i got like 12 15 thousand more so it's it's really like a snowball effect so that's what I've, I've realized about like this whole social media thing using hashtags and all that stuff really helps yeah i mean to, to kind of pivot a little bit and talk about social media um yeah. what as an artist as a creative um what <clears throat> what do you see in social media that is good or bad for the freelance work that you do honestly it's you know the only bad thing if anything you know, some people get on people for, you know, posting their work and not tagging or like copyright stuff. Me personally, I mean, people may hate this view, but I, I just see that as flattering when people repost my stuff. Um, and I guess I would only see it if they tag me. So 
Uh, I don't know the people who don't tag me. Um, I've definitely stumbled across certain things. Like I've seen a bunch of my work posting places not tagged. Um, it, it's, you know, to me, it's not the biggest deal, but I can't speak for everyone. I know artists, it's a huge thing for them to get credit because they worked really hard on their piece. Um, but maybe that's just because in my case, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people who do tag my stuff and I'm like, ah, well, you're always going to have people uh, that don't, you know, tag. But social media, I would say, is the hands down most important thing for any kind of creative person, especially someone who's doing freelance. Um, and even like uh, internships I've gotten, even in the film industry, it's seen is literally like a portfolio now. Like a lot of times, like even if I'm about to hire someone on a shoot or something, like I'll look at their Instagram before seeing their resume, like straight up, because, you know, I don't care what their like special talents are necessarily. Unless I meet them and they're cool, uh, but like their work, you know, I can get a lot of person, like I can tell whether they're neat and tidy from their Instagram, their social media. Um, but I guess switching back to the main topic, just being able to, you know, grow yourself and actually build a fan base 100% organically um, and not use some kind of marketing agency or anything like that, but just using hashtags. And I think the reason it snowballs so much is when you continue to use hashtags, like let's say you use cinema 4d hashtag cinema 4d is one of them and you post a picture uh and if you got maybe two followers uh it's gonna be seen in the recent for a little bit and then dip down but the more you get the more of a chance that that'll be at the top you know the top trending um hashtag so when you're using like 30 plus hashtags which never post hashtags in the the description that looks spammy but uh you know every once in a while you'll get, you know, thrown into the top section. If your fan base is growing rapidly, you're getting more likes on your post, you're going to be on that top section more. So there's just like an inevitable amount of like snowball effect going on there. Um, do you, um, do you find it hard to be consistently posting to social media or is it easy now? Cause you've got like a routine going. Uh, I would say it's the hard part. It definitely gets hard when I got like shoots like back to back. Um, and I'm always, you know, traveling like this weekend i gotta go to houston for a music music video uh but at the same time i guess doing it all the time it makes it faster so now it'll take me let's say if i'm in like a hurry i could bust out one of the renders and maybe maybe model and render it in like 30 minutes maybe so it doesn't take that long to do it um but i do have to follow like a certain process every time i do it at least to light and texture it, you know, efficiently. So uh, it does get challenging when I do have other stuff in my life going crazy, especially freelance work. So it's a, it's a give and take, gift and a curse. Yeah, so I, um, I, I noticed that you got a new machine. Uh, do you mind sharing any of the cool specs that you got yeah, on the machine? Uh, he's right here. He's sleeping now. Um, <laughs> he's a nice little baby. Uh, dude, that was a great experience. I was I never wanted to go PC. Um, and I'm still mad that I had to do it, but, uh, I'm not going to say it wasn't worth it. Cause for the renders, it definitely was. Uh, and I made a lot of good friends in the process, like not only from social media, by the way, everyone who's, you know, who gave me their opinions on, uh, the products, the hardware and everything. I knew nothing about this before. I just knew, honestly, I didn't even know what a processor did, like what part of the system that worked on. I was such, I was more of a software guy, but you know, the guys at micro center, they killed it. You know, I'm in Georgia, so I drive like 25 minutes up to the nearest one. 
and uh, my guy Bobby, shout out Bobby, uh, was the guy working there when I first walked in, and it was just I told him what I was doing, the 3D stuff I was doing. We just like it was so fun. We just like took a shopping cart. Let's get this processor. Let's get this graphics card. Let's get this stuff. Boom. Um, so we just literally built it from scratch. So I still don't even know what to tell people when they're like, "Oh, what kind of computer is it?" I'm just like, uh. <laughs> "They're like, is it a Dell?" I'm like, "I mean, the monitors are Dell." So I don't. Yeah, I still don't even know what to say to people when they ask me what kind of computer is it. Sure. What about um graphics card? What, what graphics card are yes. you rocking? The GPU, I got two uh, 1080, 1080 Ti's stacked on top of each other right now. Yeah, so. Two. Um, two of them stacked. Yeah, it's, the puppy is filled. If I were to get a third one or something, I'd have to like get a new motherboard. But, wow. Damn. I just got one 1080 Ti on my PC over here. So that that's yeah. freaking awesome. Do you like gaming and stuff too or what? Yeah, I do. I'll do gaming. and uh, But a lot of CG renders overnight. I just love that machine yeah. just to crank it out. It's numbers. Sure. Yeah, so I got two of those guys. I mean, I, it was crazy. When I was coming from what I had, I had like an i5, like 2015 iMac, which was like, and I, was, I wasn't I was even able to use GPU rendering. I was doing physical, but mm-hmm. the render that would have taken like 10 minutes on that machine probably takes this one like 45 seconds. Like, <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous um wow what a game changer that would be for the workflow just to be like that performance gap or that performance difference is huge oh yeah and i'm starting to get nerdy with this stuff too because like my my friend who actually uh ordered the 2080 ti that just came out like the ray tracing stuff he brought it over um a couple days ago and we kind of just ripped my guys out and put his in see what difference it would make and i guess we thought oh, it might be pretty good but obviously it's not going to beat two 1080 ti's um with the ray tracing plus we didn't know if the hardware was even like updated to be compatible and stuff yet but, right so we popped it in and it literally rendered our image faster than the 2080 ti's <laughs> by, by a whole minute like the first one was five minutes nine seconds and the second one was like four minutes like seven seconds or something unreal yeah we, it shocked both of us and he knows a lot more about this stuff he was like whoa i didn't expect that <laughs> ridiculous are you uh, into gaming by any chance with those two 1080 Ti's? No, there? man, I've never gamed, and I would definitely say I'm not a computer gamer. I've never done, like, computer gaming. Um, I did have, like, a Fortnite streak, I'll admit it. Um, not on computer. I was on Xbox because my boys back home play Fortnite. Uh, but when I did game, it was, like, Xbox. It was, like, Halo and uh, Call of Duty, stuff like that. A little bit of Battlefield. Nice. So you mentioned that you're you're currently living in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and did you grow up in in Georgia? No, I grew up in uh, Chicago. So I'm from Chicago. Moved out here for four years for college, and then stay out here because of the work. Um, so originally I was in Chicago, and I was actually I didn't even know about SCAD, um, like prior to well, I knew about SCAD. I've heard I heard of it, but I was never intending to go there until I got this music video gig to come out here from Chicago. So I flew out here. Well, actually, before that, I was like, you know, mom, can I go, uh, you know, fly to uh, Atlanta? I got this like music video gig because at the time I was doing all this like rap stuff, like going to the hood, Chicago, like crazy music videos. Like I had guns pointed at me. It was ridiculous. And yeah, it was it was ridiculous. And uh, that's how the music video stuff started. Um, so I got this one gig shooting for a guy out here in Atlanta who I'm still friends with. Um, but we went out here and she wouldn't let me go. She's like, you're not missing school to go film a rap music video. 
And I was like, all right, fine. Like, I'll kill two birds with one stone. I'll visit a school there or something. Like, I'll visit SCAD. And so I literally only did that so I could come down here. And I ended up really liking it. And <laughs> figuring out that, you know, Migos were from here. Um, Rich Homie Quan, all these huge guys. Atlanta was booming. And I was like, this seems like a really good time to move out here. So went to school out here, worked a bunch, made a bunch of friends. And it, it's been good. Is there, um, would you say there's a lot of regular work that you can have access to working and living in Atlanta? Uh, what do you, what do you mean? Like, well, cause I've heard, um, a lot of, uh, media companies are now getting their, their headquarters are, are stationing at uh, Atlanta, Georgia. They're, they're starting to build out a lot of like crews and productions. Um, no, yeah. I mean the, the headquarters here, you got like CNN, Turner, TBS, Adult Swim, Coca-Cola, all these huge companies are stationed out here and they're filming actually a lot of uh you know they filmed uh what do you call it all the avengers movies here a lot of the marvel ones uh but really? videos. uh what else they got here uh the walking dead uh is a big one out here and i'm not actually a big tv guy as crazy as that sounds i'm much more of like a commercial brand of content guy um so it's it's actually good and bad we're getting a lot of work out here for um like if you're a gaffer um and like below the line people so i don't know if you know the difference between above and below line um and film mm-hmm. but that's pretty much for it. those that don't know uh what yeah. is above line and below line yeah above the line you know like the directors writers producers the guys who are getting um you know bigger pay who are the uh, the below line guys like the gaffers the best boys the grips all that stuff who are carrying equipment and stuff uh it's easier to get gigs here for that um but you'll notice any huge projects that they're having all the above the line guys are being flown from like LA. So LA is still the place to be if you're above the line, if you're like a writer, director, producer kind of deal. Um, so yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, believe it or not, I, my, my experience is uh, I worked at a production company as well for, uh, for a while on um, like commercial stuff, branded content. Oh, so yeah. I'm familiar with that life, very short timelines, very quick turnarounds, just like go, go, go. Oh, yeah. Um, what's it like, uh, what's it what's it like working on a commercial nowadays uh it's i would say it's much more accessible obviously there's you know you know i personally own like a c100 mark ii um so for some shoots you know depending on the budget we'll rent out different cameras but um for you know a bunch of like skeleton crew shoots you know my c100 works uh we got a bunch of uh lights that i can still kind of rent out from scad if I, if we have the opportunity um, which is key. They're opening up, hopefully, a uh, um, a new system with their cage soon. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I get to bring on my friends uh, that I had, that I met at school on these shoots, and it's 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 really laid back. Any shoot that I feel like I'm on, um, I try not to make it like a really pain in the ass. It's more like laid back. We're we're having fun doing it and stuff. So nice. Do you um do you have a preferred hat that you like to wear on set? Are you usually a director, hat, camera uh, person? It's not like a hat, like I gotta wear this, but it's like this like black and white hat. It's actually a Moe's barbecue hat. That's pretty. Yeah. Oh, that's the director's hat? Yeah, it's just, it's not, I wouldn't even say it's a director's hat. I just wear it. Oh. Like, yeah. Just in general. Nice. That's know. good. You gotta have like those things that are like routine part of your, your come oh, yeah. up, you know? And coffee. Ah, uh, coffee. That's a good question. Um, Do you drink coffee and how do you prefer coffee? Um, I do, unfortunately, I did start drinking coffee very late in the game. Um, 
And I started drinking like, you know, the classic, everything overly sweet. Cause I was like, coffee tastes awful. But now I'm at the point really where it's just like cream. Oh, okay. Not even that much sugar. I mean, most places actually put regardless of a tiny bit of sugar, but yeah. Dunkin' Donuts, French vanilla, iced coffee, by the way, iced coffee. I don't do that hot stuff. Um, the the iced coffee is where it's at for sure. It wakes me up. Iced coffee is so good, especially in the hot season. It's just like, yes. <laughs> what is the problem? Because now I'm at the point where, and my parents worried, uh, warned me about this. Like, now if I don't have coffee, it's just like a drag. Like, it's bad. Oh, no. Yeah. What are you going to, I mean, are you going to do anything about that? Or are you just going to feed I, into I the addiction? To my roommates the other day, like, I don't know if I should just like, because I guess for most people, it's just, you know, deal with it. Just have a couple, it's not that much of a pain to have it one cup a day. But at the same time, you're addicted to something. It's like a normalized addiction, like accepted by society. <laughs> I, I know, right? It's like the one drug everyone's like, ah, oh, it's cool. Everyone's on it. Like, it's, not, it's fine. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> um, kind of few, uh, last few questions I want to have uh, to kind of help uh, up and coming artists. Let's say there's a, uh, an 18-year-old, a 17-year-old right now. They're finishing up high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you have any advice for them on like, if they want to pursue this world of creativity in whether that be through music or yeah. video design, I would say if you're 17 or 18, uh, honestly, I, I would drop all passions and just, I would go corporate. Just do, just get a business job. Don't follow your passion. Now I'm just like <laughs> the most, yeah, just took a turn for the worst there. No, uh, a lot of my friends took that route and they're, and they're regretting it. Um, I will say that. Um, no, I'll say for sure, one, if you're like 16, 17, 18, whatever it is, if you have any kind of interest or any kind of creative desires, like there's no reason why you can't start like an Instagram page. People say all the time, like, oh, I can't create an Instagram page. I don't have anything yet. Well, you can still create it. You don't have to publish it or like post anything. You can still create it and like build the foundation for when you do start doing it. Um, there's, uh, there's never an excuse for not, you know, building your name up. Even if you do decide to work for a company and you're not going freelance, um the companies want to see that stuff as you being able to have interest outside of school or whatever you're doing and be diligent about stuff and like i i feel like if you're a company and you're about to hire someone and they see someone who's posted stuff non-stop like every single day on a strict time schedule when they didn't have to and the content's good not to mention, uh, that's that says a lot about the person. So what, what would they even do for the company? That's even better. Uh, but I, I would say I would say go for it. I have a hard time believing, and obviously there's no way to like say any of this stuff without sounding cliche nowadays. But <laughs> I have a hard time believing that you can dedicate a ton of time to something. Uh, like for instance, the amount of time that maybe you or I put to like 3D, um, even though we don't have to necessarily. Uh, and something's not going to be like rewarded. And I, I definitely had that firsthand experience. I think you have to, uh, it's, I don't know. I've had friends who like, Oh, I need to try this stuff. And then they try the 3d thing for maybe like a week or two. And they're like, dude, see, I'm not getting a lot of followers. And it's like, dude, it's been a couple weeks. <laughs> you also got to be patient, man. You got to be patient about this stuff. So, um, it took me a year. No, it took me like two years to get even anywhere really. Um, you know, nonstop posting. It wasn't just like, oh, I'll post every, you know, once a week, once every two weeks. It takes a lot of hard work, but that's the price you got to pay for doing 
uh, freelance. Like you can kind of, I think you you can kind of coast a little bit in college um, and get like a mediocre salary job working for some corporation where you're kind of just like typing stuff. You know, this is the uh, what's that? The old fashioned. <laughs> we call it. Ding. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, that's that's sad that I can't remember what it's called. Damn. Um, it's all good. We're we're typewriter. living in the future. Oh, there we go. Typewriter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> those things. Yeah. No, that's um that's that's helpful to hear for those uh those kind of you know, mm-hmm. people in that age group that are kind of looking to that. Awesome. Do you remember any piece of advice that you either wish you heard or something you wish you you wish you knew before you got into this? Uh, I would say like I guess it's more geared towards film, okay. but it could go anywhere. I guess. Um, when I first got to SCAD, I was, you know, the whole I kind of had that one man band syndrome, where I was just you know trying to do everything myself, shoot everything. But that's because up until that point, I could only rely on myself. I didn't have other like students around me who were doing film. Um, but I would say get on as many, like branch out as soon as you get there. Even if you're a freshman, not even taking, you're still taking the foundation classes, not even taking film, find the film students or find the motion media kids, try to help them out on the projects or at least sit down, see if you can learn a thing or two from them. And uh, you're not only building connections and like future associates that you'll be working with, or that you can hit up down the line, but you're you're actually learning something other than just foundation classes, which I hated about going to an art school. We still had to take like drawing classes and stuff. Nothing is drawing. I just can't draw, and it like lowered my GPA, and it didn't help me. They said it would it it will pertain to your industry. We promise. It really didn't. But yeah, it's lies. The lies they told uh, you. <laughs> if it weren't for Cinema 4D, yeah. No, Man. but I'd say that's yeah. It's. I would go out. There's no reason nowadays. You got the internet. You got, you know, programs. You can buy, torrent. Um, there's no reason why you can't like build your craft. And people say I don't have time. You got time. You're on your phone. Everyone's on their phone at night, looking at their screen before bed. Everybody's got that time. Like I know I was literally last night, like chilling on like YouTube and Facebook for like an hour and a half. Like it's unhealthy, but it just shows an hour and a half every damn night. You got time to build your craft on something. You know, there's a, I mean, there's a, a big part of this is mindset. And, um, you know, what did it take for you to have the mindset to be this dedicated to the craft? Because sure, I agree everyone has time, but people don't think they have it because they just, the mindset isn't theirs. Like what, 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 did, why do you have the mindset? <laughs> I don't know if it was a thing I did or if I was just lucky, but, um, you know, when I started doing all this stuff, it wasn't like, all right, well, I got to just sit down and do this stuff. I did. It was just more like, I'm excited because this stuff looks sick. Like, it didn't feel like work to me. Um, so I guess that's the one key thing to, I guess, assess is if you have that feeling where, like, I feel like it shouldn't be like, oh, I still got to do this. Like, it shouldn't feel like that if um, you're really into it. I mean, if it's like a client work and stuff, you know, you got to get that done. But uh and I guess it's not to say like, I feel like also it's so one-sided, like, oh, don't go corporate, but hey, some people actually like that stuff. So, I mean, if that's your industry, work on that. Like, there's not, it's not just like, oh, if you're not an artist, you're not following your passion. Like, that's definitely like the route people go. But um, I know for a fact, a lot of my friends, you know, they just followed their parents' footsteps and not to say some of them don't actually like that stuff. Um, it's... uh 
I just think a lot of people don't think that you can make any money in any kind of creative field. And that's where I think it's, I don't know if it's changing or if it's just a false narrative, but I've learned firsthand that it's, it's definitely possible. Definitely. Yeah. No, this is, this is so helpful to hear, you know, it's, it's cool. I mean, I I love seeing your work. You definitely inspired me. I kind of think of you as like a, um, a motivator for me too, of um, a healthy, healthy competitor. I, I want to strive uh, to the consistency and the teaching. It's just like, ah, oh, dude, that, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I appreciate that, man. It's, it's, it's great. It's awesome. It's a good time to be alive. Do you have any um, recommendations for places people can uh, learn more about your content, whether that be your Skillshare, your Instagram, if you want to share those audibly? Yeah, I mean, uh, my Instagram, obviously, at uh, Patrick underscore 4D. And then, you know, the link in the bio right now is currently the Skillshare stuff. So. Uh, not to mention the little like custom stories I have on the bio. They're all like, I got my YouTube up there, Skillshare and even Zedge like this, uh, these wallpaper stuff I make. So, um, yeah, awesome. so awesome. links you guys can check out once you get to the Instagram, but Instagram's pretty simple at Patrick underscore four D. That's pretty much it, man. Yeah. That's, I mean, that sounded wonderful. I mean, I don't have too much more. I mean, unless yeah. you have any questions or comments, but, um, uh, this is some really good stuff. I think the, this can help a lot of people to hear. And and I really thank you for the time to you know yeah. chat it up for a little bit and talk about creativity. <laughs> definitely, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm definitely down to whenever whenever you got these things. I'm always down. So appreciate it. Anytime. Well, hey, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. And um, I'll uh, I'll get this up and loaded pretty soon. Hell yeah. Let me know, man. All right. Peace.